Well, the humidity has returned out there this weekend, and uh, just to remind us that it truly is summertime. And uh, but hey, it is summertime, and that's a, that's a good time of the year. The living is easy, right? It's time to sit back and relax, which of course. You would do if it weren't for the job and the soccer practice and the dance lessons and the meetings and the friends to get together with and the lines to wade in and whew, who has enough time these days? Welcome to the overcommitted life, that place where time is in short supply and you can't seem to find hours in the day. So what do you do when you have too much to do? That's the question that Moses really should have been asking himself, probably did ask himself, um, because Moses was one who was truly crazy busy, if there ever was one who was truly crazy busy. He was leading 600,000 plus people out of slavery, away from the dangers of Pharaoh, on a 40-year journey to what was called the Promised Land. And it, it, you know, isn't, isn't that really why people are crazy busy? Because they are trying to get to their proverbial Promised Land. And along the way, well, Moses had to do a few things. Moses had to find food and water for the people, listen to God's commands, relay those commands to the people, enforce the commands when they were broken, teach the people, keep this motley crew on course, motivate them when they want to turn back to Egypt and their selective memories, they want to become slaves again, fend off their attacks when they they thought that Moses was the worst leader on the planet, and that the Lord wasn't worth following. And if all of that wasn't enough to do, he also had to sit down and judge the disputes between these hypercritical, complaining, grumbling 600,000 people. So you think you have a few things to do. Maybe we can learn a thing or two about how to handle our own busyness by looking at Moses and learn the lessons that he learned. And when we do that, we can see that first If anything is going to be done about our busyness, we need to first and foremost recognize that there's a problem, which might be a little bit harder for some of us to do than for others to do. A lot of us might say, oh yeah, I'm way too busy, which sounds like an admission or a recognition that I've got a problem, but in reality, it could also be bragging, words that are really worn as a badge of honor, bragging rights. I'm busier than God, crazy, crazy, busy, and therefore I must really, really be important. In an age when time is often more valuable than money, the busier you are, it is perceived that you must, the more valuable you are, the busier that you are. As a result, a lot of us are conflicted. You know, let's find a way not to be so busy. But on the other hand, if I'm really busy, that means I must be really important. So it's a problem that we'd like to resolve, but at the same time, not resolve. So the question is this. Is your overbooked, overscheduled, out-of-control, busy lifestyle a problem or not? Are you ready for a more sane way to live? then first recognize that there's a problem. Let's see what happened for Moses. Exodus chapter 18. The next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening. 
Now imagine standing in that kind of a line all day, okay? Morning till evening in the heat of the desert. What did they do? How did they do this? Did they take a number? You know, I hate standing in line. I really do, you know. Um, and I've talked about various times, I've talked about how uh, one of the things that I, I, I do a lot of are home improvement projects. And uh, w- with home improvement projects comes having to return certain things to home improvement warehouse stores. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, when I, when I do this, I go, go to a local home improvement warehouse store and bring stuff back. You know, I'm bringing this bulky thing back, okay, and um, bringing this thing back and standing there in line uh, at, at this uh, return desk. And here are three guys standing behind the return counter, uh, you know, all of them staring at the same cash register with a puzzled look on their face. And uh, he may be laughing, you know, with each other and looking at this thing. And nobody recognizing that there's anybody in line. I mean, it drives me crazy. But I tell you what, a line like that is nothing compared with the line that Moses was standing in. Or the, or the people around Moses was standing in, rather. I mean, that line, that line was worse than if there was only one register open at Costco. Now, that would be a line, okay? And, and the person behind that register at Costco is a trainee. I mean, it's worse than that. It's worse than 7-Eleven on free slushy day. That's bad. The line was out the door. It was down the hall. It was out into the street. It was out into the next town. I mean, this thing was backed up. And it wasn't because Moses was bad at his job or anything like that. It was... It was just that he had too much to do. He couldn't keep up with all the requests. The people were flocking to him to have him settle their disputes. And his busyness problem didn't just affect Moses. His busyness problem impacted the people around him who had to stand there and wait in the heat of the day, waiting for something to be done. Your out-of-control schedule doesn't just impact you. It impacts the other people in your life. It impacts the people that you love and you care about most. It impacts all of you. But still, even in spite of that, some are hesitant to recognize that they have a problem. And one of the reasons why I think that people are hesitant to recognize that they have a busyness problem is because they don't know what to do about it. Why recognize it if there's nothing I can do? But that's when we need somebody from the outside, somebody outside of ourselves to speak a word of sanity into our situation. We need a Jethro. Verse 14. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge? while all these people stand around you from morning till evening. You know, great, Moses is thinking. Not only do I have all this stuff to do, but now I actually have to defend what I'm doing to my father-in-law. Verse 15, so Moses answered him, it's because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it's brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and laws. Moses is concerned that if he doesn't do it, it won't get done. Does that sound familiar? 
And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, answered him, What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Sometimes it takes a wake-up call to recognize that you've got a problem and you need to do something about it. Maybe your health goes downhill. Maybe there's a relationship crisis. Maybe there's problems at work, a crisis that gets your attention. Or maybe somebody steps into the picture like a Jethro to say, time for a wake-up. And then, after acknowledging that you've got an issue here with busyness, it's important to release your need to do it all. Release your need to do it all. Verse 19, Jethro said, listen now to me, and I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to Him. Teach them the decrees and laws and show them the way to live and the duties they are to perform. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men, who hate dishonest gain. And appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you'll be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. The situation, the busyness situation is not hopeless. But you might need to open up your mind and to the possibilities of, that there are some things out there, some solutions out there that you haven't considered yet. It's difficult a lot of time to see solutions to your busyness problem because you're too close to it, which is why Jethro needed to step into that picture. You can't see the forest for the trees. So when that happens, people can wind up trying to do things that might not be constructive. They pull up certain trees in the forest, okay? And they wind up being the wrong trees. Those are the ones that need to remain planted, and these ones over here might need to be pulled up. You can't see the forest for the trees. Which ones should I pull up? Which ones, what, what should I do? Some people will say, man, I am way too busy for church. And then their faith and their God resources dry up. And it withers and dies. Wrong tree. Many are so stuck that when a solution like Jethro presents comes along, they'd rather complain about it than have a solution to it. Because with complaining, it might actually elicit some um, sympathy, perhaps. And Jethro's solution, though, is to release your need to do it all which means to do two things, prioritize and get help from the right people. If you want to have some sanity in, in your schedule, first of all, prioritize. If everything is important, then nothing is important. It's like the exercise, the old exercise of putting rocks into a jar. You know, Brent, Brenda did a version of this uh, a while back for a children's sermon where with the, the rocks in the jar, if you... Uh, put all the small stuff in there first and try to put the big rocks in, they won't fit. You can't get it all in there. But if you instead put the big rocks in first and then the smaller stuff, 
you know, the sand and the pebbles and all that kind of stuff get in there. You can fit it all in there. Okay, that's the same way it is with time, is prioritize. You've got to figure out, first of all, what are the big rocks? What are the important things? What are the most important things that need to be done in order for the other things to even make any sense? Those are the things to tend to first. Those are the big rocks that you put in first. And then the other things can follow. Then the other things can fit. But if you do it the other way around, it's not going to work. Well, Jethro defined the priorities, the big rocks for Moses, maybe because Moses was so stuck he couldn't see it for himself. He said this. He said, you must be people's representative before God. This is a big rock for Moses. You don't pray for these people, Moses. If you don't spend time with the Lord for these people on behalf of these people, then there's going to be all kinds of mess going on around here because that is your job. Spend time with the Lord. Then teach the people. If you don't teach the people, Moses, you're not going to have anybody to pass, pass this off to. You're going to have people that are not following the commands that you're passing on, and then you're going to have a bigger mess on your hands. So teach the people. It's one of the big rocks. First, prioritize. Figure out what the big rocks are. Then, secondly, get help from the right people. Moses didn't think that anybody else could possibly do the job that he was doing. He had to do it all. It was just his cross to bear. But there were plenty of people out there who could help lift his load. If you do the math with Jethro's recommendation, Moses is going to need thousands of helpers to be able to do this. Imagine this. There are thousands of helpers out there, in other words, for Moses that he didn't even know were out there. Thousands. But Moses couldn't or wouldn't see it. That solution. What solution is there that you have had trouble seeing? Who might be there that you have overlooked who might be able to help you shoulder your burden? You don't have to do it all. There are some things that if you look at them, maybe don't even need to get done. Prioritize and get help from the right people. But what if... I pass these things off to other people and they mess it up. What if they just totally, totally just mess this thing up? We've got a big mess on our hands. Well, then give the outcomes over to God. Which means to give up your need to control it all. Instead, give it up to God. If other people might help you to shoulder your burden, how much more are God's shoulders able to help you carry that burden? But that takes letting go and letting God. Verse 23, Jethro said, If you do this, and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain, and all these people will go home satisfied. Win-win for everybody. So trust the outcomes to God. Bring it under His authority. Let Him be the Lord of your calendar, your clock, your time, your life, and start experiencing the pace and the sanity of life that God desires for you. Please stand as we pray together.